Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Liz Boltz-Ranfeld. She's a writer and instructor at Anderson University. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What they have coming up? A two-part virtual workshop. Another two-parter. A two-parter. And presented by two... Different people? Different people, yes. So it's like two presentations. Double the trouble, double the fun. All right, what's this one called? This one is called From Complexity to Collaboration, Conversations that Build Community. Well, since it has the word complex in it, I'm sure you need at least two presenters. Yes, and they are going to be Thrissetta Briggs, Chief Performance Officer at performance three and e jake gamble resident of leadership support services what are we gonna learn this interactive session will allow participants to go deep into understanding how to productively approach these hard conversations and build community in the workplace participants will understand the top three components for establishing trusting relationships you'll understand how to share important differences productively and accelerate productivity and you'll learn how to get past conversation discomfort to experience real relationships growth that does sound complex it does but they're going to break it down for you it's going to be awesome conversations that build community yes on march 24th and 25th from 2 to 3 30 and where will they register shaferleadership.com Today in the studio, we have Liz Boltz-Ranfeld. Welcome to the studio. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. So I know nothing about you. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am an English professor at Anderson University, and um, I've been there for 10 years. And then uh, I have I kind of stay active in a lot of different ways elsewhere. So I'm also a content writer, um, a creative nonfiction essayist, and I teach um, kids on a platform called OutSchool, uh, which is all virtual and all live online classes. So I teach, I teach, I write, and I write. <laughs> okay, you do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Awesome. I've seen some of your classes on OutSchool, and they look really cool because it's like feminism, but for kids. Yeah, it's, um, so I saw an ad for OutSchool um, around my daughter's birthday last year, and, which was in January, and it was for a Dungeons & Dragons-themed, uh, like, how to learn how to play, and she was having a Dungeons & Dragons party coming up, even though she hadn't ever really played before. She liked it from watching Stranger Things. And so I was like, this looks fun, and it was $15, and I signed her up, and she had a good time. And then I started getting their emails, and they were looking for additional teachers, and I thought... <sighs> is this fake? Is this a scam? Is this something weird? <laughs> you know, is this something where there, there's recruiting? But I looked into it. I had a, um, I applied and then I ended up joining and I thought I would be teaching, you know, a few classes here and there about creative writing and, you know, kids level classes about, you know, maybe some classes for high school students mm-hmm. to getting ready to go to college, some composition classes. Um, but then when uh, COVID hit and um, schools went to virtual they experienced a huge increase oh, yeah. in the number of students because people needed 
needed something to do to keep their kids busy. And summer camps were canceled. So many people didn't have, you know, the the things that their kids would normally be getting in person were just not an option. And so I saw that as um, a chance, especially last summer, to try to give other kids what my kids needed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I started offering some more classes and it went from last summer, instead of teaching a couple of classes, I was teaching, you know, 12 to 15 hours a week on the platform. Scaled back, of course, when my regular job starts up in the fall, oh, you yeah. know, I, that takes priority. Um, but yeah, I started, I didn't plan to teach feminism classes, um, but I offered a couple fun classes to talk about feminism. There weren't very many people on the platform doing that and the classes really took off. And so now I have kind of a niche of feminism and pop culture analysis for anywhere. I have some really young classes, but my sweet spot tends to be um, like tweens. So okay. like 10 to 12 year olds talking about big social issues and justice. And it's really fun. And I, I love it. Tell me a little bit of of that content, what what you are talking about with feminism uh, sure. on, on the platform. Yeah. My focus is on the pop culture aspect of things. And so we will typically take a book or a movie or a series and we will talk about it from a feminist perspective. So I'll, I'll walk you through what we do in the... Um, princesses class. We look at princess narratives. And so it's a four-week class. The students meet four times. They don't have any homework. Um, They just come for the hour. We talk. That's it. And during the first week, we introduce feminism, talk about what that means. I define it in my classes as a belief that everybody has equal value and is equally important regardless of gender. And then where there are inequalities or injustices, feminists work to fix those. And so that's the way we define it with that age group. And well, I actually define it that way with any age group. So we look at definitions and then we look at popular princess narratives. So we look at, you know, the classic Snow White, Cinderella, that sort of thing. And we say, you know, did these princesses have any agency? Uh, What were the gender roles they were expected to follow? Are there consent issues with so many of them being kissed while they're asleep? Um, Why is Snow White 14 and her prince is 30 something? You know, like we have those conversations and then we talk about different princesses each week, work up through the modern era. How do these narratives affect us? What do we want to do when we watch a movie? Do we want to just passively enjoy it? Or do we want to actually engage with it and critique it? And um, and we do that through that feminist lens. Awesome. I, yeah. I think that's awesome because we have a seven-year-old okay. daughter and we're all about princesses. We love princesses, <laughs> which is great, but we've been watching like Beauty and the Beast and I'm like, wait, this, this is not okay. <laughs> there are lots of not okay things in here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you have to make room when you're talking with, so I usually am working with students a little older yeah. than your daughter then but they find some things that they want to critique and some things where they want to say I don't like that this happens and then they have some surprising takes on things that might bother me mm-hmm. that they're interpreting from a very different perspective like um the little mermaid for example you know I've for a long time felt like you know she she gives up her voice and her identity just to get a man you know and it's they look at it and they go yeah but what are her options she's got this mean dad who she has no choices she's only got bad choices so she's making the best bad choice that she can and I'm like that's a <laughs> that's a good that's, that's a different way to think about yeah, it. yeah so they surprise me with their um with the things that they find to critique and the things that they uh find to to explain um so yeah yeah, yeah that's it's, really cool yeah i like that now give me some of your background where, where are you from sure i'm from this area here in muncie um, you're a Muncie. yeah i am um and i uh went to delta high school <laughs> okay all right so i'm from here um in muncie 
uh, Indiana. And then I went to graduate school at the University of New Hampshire uh, and lived out there for about four years and then came back 10 years ago when there was a job uh, at Anderson University. And I've been here in the area ever since. So at Anderson University, you teach English. So what kind of things do you teach? Sure. I teach classes in the first year composition program. So that's how do you write a paper? How do you do a research paper? That sort of thing. Teach creative nonfiction. I teach a class called the Spiritual Practice of Writing, where we explore the self and uh, the mind and and the spirit in writing. Uh, Teaching diversity through young adult literature. So that's a class for teachers, um, making sure that they understand contemporary diversity studies, that sort of thing. And then whatever other classes uh, they need me to step in for. Other duties as assigned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now, what's your favorite class to teach? Um, I love teaching creative nonfiction. The the essay is my one of my favorite forms of writing, one of my favorite genres, and that's what my background is. That's what I went to grad school for, and so um, that's by far my favorite. We get to read the coolest memoirs and research-driven projects, and yeah, I love that class. So tell me a little bit about your family. Sure. Um, I heard you mention a couple kiddos. Yeah, I've got two kids. Uh, they are 11 and 7, and they are um, virtual schooled this year. Okay. Uh, so we have been home together for a very long time. <laughs> My up. daughter, who's 11, kind of hates it, wants is desperate to be back in school. And my seven-year-old says he never, ever, ever wants to go back to school. (laughs) He likes being home with us. It's the best. He never has to put on clothes. uh, And he just loves it. And then my husband, he is in academic technology. And so we both kind of work in the field of of higher education. Now, you're very familiar with podcasts because you had one. Well, we we did. We We haven't had an active podcast in a long time. But for five years, my husband and I recorded a monthly podcast all about the movie The Big Lebowski. We interviewed people, we traveled, we talked about costumes and characters and... Now, now what was yeah. the big draw to the movie for, for the two of you? Well, it started out from... My husband and I were dating at the time, so this was 15 years ago when we got started, and he, he loved The Big Lebowski. He had wanted to go to the the first Lebowski Fest down in Louisville, Kentucky. He was down there for a wedding. He didn't get to make it over to it, but he started attending after that. We were dating and he said, you want to do this podcast with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Right. I'll do. And then it turned into this five-year project um, that we, we had a lot of fun. We recorded with some fascinating people and uh, we, we left podcasting when our second child was born. It became a little bit much to keep on top of that and, uh, and jobs and everything. Did you ever get the do? We did not. Uh, we tried. Um, we got some uh, con- people that were kind of connected to the Big Lebowski, or or had small parts here and okay. there. But we never got. We never got the dude. Oh. Now, isn't there a Church of the Dude or something? Dudism. Kind of, dudism. Yeah. That's dudism. It. yeah. Yeah. My husband's real involved in that. Okay. Yeah. Our friend of a friend of ours started that. Um, and it's a very active online community and kind of a just a philosophy, a way of life um, that a lot of people are drawn to. So what do you guys do for fun? Oh, okay. I mean, kids and jobs and stuff, but like what right. do you do for fun? For fun, uh, well, we do love movies. I mean, that you can see just from mm-hmm. our interests in terms of the pop culture analysis oh, and yeah. Big Lebowski. So we like movies. We like TV. Um, we are... Been uh, a rough year on you, then. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we miss going to the movies, that's for sure. We do a lot of arts and crafts. I mean, we're just... Uh, my, my kids are creative, and we like to get involved in that um, as well. Cooking. We have chickens, uh, uh, dogs. And, and then I... When I'm not writing for writing for jobs, uh, I do really enjoy writing essays. I just... I. I have a, I, I mean, that's something that relaxes me and something that I, it can be really challenging, but it's also something if I'm stressed out and I just go in and I do some writing and I put um, things into essay form, I 
it feels good. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, do you have any advice for aspiring creative writers or anything like that? Sure. I think that there are so many voices about like what's the advice for aspiring creative writers. There are some like standard go-to things like make sure you're writing, make sure you're reading. These are good. Um, I really think that uh, finding a community of people that share your interest in writing, share your um, desire to write is really important, even if it's just a small handful of people. Um, and it can take a really long time to find that. Uh, but if you go, whether you're in classes or connecting with people online or going to conferences when conferences eventually happen again, being open to connecting with people, even if you're an introvert like many writers are, um, I think that can be one of the most important things that you can have available is a group of people that you're working with and that you're sharing with and, and encouraging one another and, and connections for publishing and publishing and speaking and editing and that sort of thing. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Okay. Can it be a repeat of something that was on my bucket list that I want to do again? Sure. Or is that totally, <laughs> no, ina- is that totally inappropriate? I want to go back to Hawaii. Exactly. There you it's go. Okay. My, I've been once, right. but I want to go back. So I did this thing in the summer of 2019 that I had no idea that I would love so much. And I just want to do it again. I went hiking with a donkey in France for a week. <laughs> Just you and the donkey. Well, me, my mom, and my kids and the donkey. <laughs> okay, okay. So turns out donkey trekking or donkey hiking is this thing that's somewhat, I wouldn't call it popular, but it's done okay. in, in parts of France. And um, we did one trail uh, in the Ardèche region. You stay at little farmhouses at night, and you, then you load up your donkey. They make you a nice lunch. And you walk maybe 10 miles to the next house. <laughs> And okay. you walk through the through the woods and through uh, farms and on these trails. And so I did one of those trails, and I would love to go do additional trails. I would. It was such a cool experience to just you just. It's so the pace is incredible. Like you just you see everything because you're just walking. You're just walking, but then you also are engaging with an animal and you're seeing cultural things that you wouldn't normally experience. You're in people's homes, you're communicating in multiple languages. And um, so my bucket list is get back to one of those experiences and do it again. It might be a long time before I can do it, but that's that's something I definitely want to that sounds very try cool. again. Very yeah. Cool. So you don't ride very the donkey. You do you not ride the donkey. My the donkey. my the donkey's carrying your stuff. The donkey's <laughs> carrying your water, your okay, lunch. Okay. Um, they can carry so a donkey can carry up to about fifty pounds. Okay. Or up to about eighty pounds if it's a big donkey. So uh, my five year old at the time could ride when he was tired. Okay. Um, but the rest of us were, we were walking. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool. Your middle name, where'd that come from? Bolts. Oh, Bolts. Uh, so um, that's my first last name. Okay. <laughs> so I use two last names. Uh, so Bolts is my family name. Uh, so my... In relation to the Bolts singing? Yeah, that's my dad. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, you didn't tell me that coming in. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, so uh, my dad is a retired Christian singer named Ray Bolts. So I grew up with kind of a, an unusual experience of getting to see him perform and you know when your dad has fans that's an unusual oh, experience yeah. you know uh huge fan base yeah, yeah. i mean for a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, i have sang many of his songs in church <laughs> for specials growing up and stuff, yeah so exactly awesome. so it's it's kind of a bonding thing with like people yeah other <laughs> my people. college students who are christian university college students do not know who he is do not care one bit so there's no but then but if i talk to probably but their care. parents are people my age and and a little older um up to older um then there's always this fun thing where people are like oh i used to sing those songs 
so yeah. So what gets you truly excited about life? This, I, I think I'm struck by the fact that this year has been so limited in terms of social interaction. You know, it's uh, we, we have been home um, for the year. Uh, my husband has se- severe chronic respiratory disease. He's on oxygen. Um, we have not taken risks. So that has, I, I think the thing that I have noticed is that of all the things that are taken away, of all the things that are gone, yeah, I would like to go back to restaurants. Yes, I would like to be back in my office and actually interact with students face to face. Like I want those things, you know, but the ability to get together with a few friends for a writing retreat or a chance to just spend a few days separate from all of the things at home and just get away with people and share and write and talk and laugh and eat and things like that. I think that's that's something that brings me a lot of joy and that I am looking forward to uh, eventually being able to return to that kind of writing community uh, that has had to pivot to entirely online and it's good but it's I, I really look forward to when it's yeah it's not the same yeah, yeah. My, my my daughter she talks all the time and I'm like go <laughs> go to school I'll talk to someone else that's that's my seven-year-old too <laughs> my son he's, he never stops never talking. ever stops never talking. stops talking <laughs> <sighs> And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question, what is your favorite band or artist? Over the Rhine from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I have not heard of them. Yeah, what, they've been what around. What genre is that? Um, they kind of, they're kind of an indie band. They're a married couple. They've been, they've been making music for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. A little folky, a little bluesy. They do, they do a, they kind of vary from album to album. And I've loved them since my sister had the CD in her Walkman and I was in the sixth grade and she said, and we had a little split headphones. We both had headphones and she's like, listen to this. And and I listened and you were hooked. Yeah. You were hooked. Okay. Kind of like how our 17 year old is now getting Zuzu, our seven year old hooked on Pink Floyd. Okay. There you go. I mean, when, when some of those things, they get you when you're, you know, right then and you never can let go. Absolutely. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Absolutely. Okay. What's your favorite book? Um, there's a novel by a writer named Yag Yassi, and it's called Homegoing, and I think it's phenomenal. Right. What's it about? Um, it tells the story of uh, multiple generations uh, of two families um, that are from Africa. It's about 200 years, and each chapter goes a different generation um, and tells the stories of their of one person in each generation for about 200 years. Have you ever met anyone famous? Um, one time Stephen King was, uh, standing outside of my car. Uh, I had an internship in LA and I drove down. I would always get my lunch at, um, Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. Cause that's where my internship was. And I would drive down to get my lunch on the studio lot. And one day I got out and Stephen King was standing there by my car and he had just been dropped off. And I think he thought I was like going to go for his autograph or approach him or something, but he didn't realize he was probably standing next to my car. My car was the only one around. So it was just this awkward encounter of, of, uh, I was not trying to approach a famous person. I just (laughs) was getting, I was just getting back to my car. car. So we had no interaction other than kind of awkwardly sidestepping each other. All right. Back up a little bit. Amblin. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I just had an internship that there. No, it's a huge part that. of your life, I'm sure. So I interned for a really cool um, production company that had partnered with Amblin. So it was June Beeler uh, Entertainment or June Beeler Productions. And um, back when they made Schindler's List, they also paired that with a documentary uh, in an organization called the Shoah Foundation. And it was collecting oral histories of Holocaust survivors. And so my internship was for the producer of that documentary 
who was connected with Amblin. And um, my job was mostly uh, faxing rejection letters to screenwriters. So I would not call it a very like... <laughs> Uh, Not the know, most glamorous Like I sat in a trailer side. and faxed rejection letters and then sometimes they'd be like, hey, try to f- tell me something. Write a quick little research paper about this. We might want something. We might make a documentary about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's still pretty It was great. I um, that's cool. But yeah. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, Reese's Cups. Yes. Uh, uh, Reese's Cups. Um, <laughs> that's a I cannot, answer. People I cannot really keep like them. Like I love them. And um, Now, what do you think of the eggs? Compared, of course, I lo- they're compared all compared to the other shapes. Compared to like the trees yes. and the and the hearts and whatever, I think the eggs are the best. I can, yeah, the eggs. I have a really good shape. They have a good um, consistency. The one thing is, I can't stand a Reese's cup that's been frozen or melted and reformed. I think they go uh, Reese's cups go bad, and people don't realize that. And if I if I'm like somewhere and they've got the little minis, I'm so excited. They've got Reese's cups in their candy dish, and then you open it up and it's chalky. I mean, I will spit it out. I mean, yeah. not in front of the person. A lot of yeah. people do keep those in their in yeah. their freezer. The the minis, the little. Yeah, ones. I mean, I, I suppose I would eat it if it if I if it, was if still it just frozen. came from right. It. If it was still frozen, but if it had been frozen and then it was yeah, that's I. That's I now I just saw yesterday on Facebook that they're coming out with Reese cups. With no chocolate is just peanut butter. And I think that's like sacrilegious. I, I, I don't understand the point <laughs> I, of what, that. What's the point of that? I don't understand. I saw it yesterday and I'm very weirded out. <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Well, you would think it would be The Big Lebowski, but my favorite movie is actually The Royal Tenenbaums. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a funny one. What's your hidden talent? I used to be able to brush my hair out like huge. Yeah. And okay. it was like massive. Uh, and that was like. Aquanet, my, the whole deal, no, or? I could just brush it and it would just get just bigger, and bigger, just bigger and bigger and bigger. It doesn't do that anymore. So having kids or something changed. I know. And it, I mean, that's but... barely a talent. I mean, that's not really a talent. Well, I can brush my hair big, but. Um, not everybody can do not that. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> I mean, it would be like twice the size of my head, you know. Um, yeah. Well, some people, I mean, back in the 80s, we spent a long time trying to get it right. to do that. So I don't that's... think I have any hidden talents these days. If my talents are there they they're, they're, they're just they're, there all right <laughs> do you sing in the shower not really i'm more of a sing in the car person what's your favorite thing to sing in the car <sighs> well like 90s hip-hop or classic rock or right uh country maybe she's a, country a little girl. bit a little bit of everything i mean i can sing along to every word of hamilton uh we we like our musicals at our house uh and um sometimes i like to get out the 90s christian rock alternative christian rock oh, there I are like three albums I've even got, I, my tattoo is even a 90s Christian rock band reference from the band Dime Store Prophets. Oh, and, I love that. And, uh, and so there are just like three albums, three albums. And, and I, I, I still love to put those oh, in and listen I to them. I put them on our speaker all the time. Like I was sad just a couple weeks ago because Carmen died. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but yeah, of course. I, I was mean, like, it was very pivotal to me as a child. And Matt's like, I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> So I have been, we've been listening to Carmen and Michael W. Smith and DC Talk and all of these terrible bands from the 80s. And Matt's like, can I listen to like Ozzy Osbourne or some, some other kind of metal thing? So. For me, it's Dime Store Profits, okay. Drive, Sixpence None the Richer. And that's probably, those, those are the ones that, that have stuck around. Okay. Yeah. And they're, 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 I, I, will, I, will, I vouch for those albums. Those are some good albums. <laughs> I agree. Those are good. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I respect Star Trek, but I am a Star Wars fan. Okay. 
What's the most used emoji on your phone? Probably the cringe face. I, 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 the cringe is, face. Which, which is, is which face? is it? Well, I can't do it because I'm wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> is it, it, with the know, teeth? Like the yeah, with the teeth. teeth like, big oh, teeth. Okay. like, oh gosh, this isn't good. Um, okay. Probably because I text back and forth with my sister mostly, and we're always saying things that our kids have just said Cringy. and done, and it's oh gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Did you know every kiss begins with K? <laughs> I have I have to tell you that after we aired that part on the podcast, yeah. I had at least one person say they learned they like they were in that same boat. That that boom Th- that, that mind blowing light bulb moment actually happened. Yeah, every kiss begins with K, the letter K and K jewelers. And kiss. I know. It's crazy. Well, something else recently has happened to me with a mind blowing <laughs> discovery. <laughs> Full disclosure, Angie is not really into um, superhero movies and things like that. But I, of course, am a a fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, the Avengers series, all those movies, all that good stuff. I watch the Avengers and Iron Man begrudgingly because I love Robert Downey Jr. That's that's the only reason. That is probably the only reason I watch. But I was watching WandaVision and I had gotten uh, past the first few episodes, which are a a little out there, a little weird. So I'm on like the second to last Yeah, you'd been episode. watching this whole series this whole time. Here recently. So I'm sitting there and even uh, Audia came in. She's watching it with me. You sat down. You, you start watching. And then you made this comment. <laughs> WandaVision. It's Wanda and Vision. <laughs> Being the two characters. Being the two main characters. And WandaVision, WandaVision. like the television show is like what I always figured like. WandaVision, the TV show. But I sat there. It was like the final end credits, I think. (laughs) And it came up with WandaVision, like the logo or whatever. And I was like, wait a second. WandaVision. WandaVision. It was like every kiss begins with K all over again. (laughs) It was ridiculous. So we've been, Matt's been making fun of me about that for a while. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. So anything she does a, a little off or whatever, I'm like, Oh, WandaVision. It's WandaVision. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have to say, we were talking about this in the car a while ago, and like, I feel like my family, or just me and my sister, are just, I don't know, gullible or just (laughs) something. I don't know. (laughs) I have two. I I would call it that. (laughs) (laughs) I have two examples, and my sister's probably going to kill me. Okay, I was living in Dallas. It was a bigger city. You know, we come from Alexandria. It's tiny. There are no transient homeless people in Alexandria that I know of. There might be. I don't know. Yeah. But not like there are in bigger cities. So we were in Dallas and there was this transient guy and he was, he had a sign out saying, you know, Vietnam vet will work for food or something like that. And my sister looked at him and then looked at us and she was like, that guy is obviously scamming. He is not from Vietnam. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, no, 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 Lisa. <laughs> he served in Vietnam. It's not that he is actually from the country of Vietnam. <laughs> anyway, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so that's a pretty good example of, yeah. uh, uh, of what happens to you. You said you had two. Okay, so my second one of my sister, this one's funny too. So I don't know if it was like our grandma or some old lady like fell down. Like broke her hip or whatever, right? So she had to go to the hospital and do all the stuff. And then she got went to rehab to like rehab her leg and everything. Yeah. And then my sister was like, we were saying, hey, she went to rehab, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wait, 
why does she go to rehab? Like, she doesn't need to get off drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, no, Lisa, we mean like physical rehabilitation to work on the movement of her leg. And she was like, oh. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, it just runs in the family. I think At maybe. least with you two sisters. I don't know. My mom's probably the same way too, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head with her. And she'll get mad at me if I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's don't bring your mom into this. Hey, that's fine. She she's had it rough the past past month or so. Oh, she has. That's true. She had a little reaction to the vaccine, which we want everybody to get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Everything like that. But man, she had a rough go of it. Made her a little sick. She did, but she's fine now. And we are counting down the days till we get our vaccine. But until then, maybe we can watch Wandavision. No, we can't. It's over. We have to watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the next show. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that. There's another show coming out? Yeah. They're just building up to the movies that we can't watch yet. I know. Ugh. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.